Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. you got to go with your gut, go with your gut. A uh, man who knows much about that is Gerard Cronin uh, out of Australia, NFL uh, and uh, Warriors Tragic. G'day, Gerard. How are you, mate? A very good evening to you, mate. I always follow my gut, especially to the fridge. <laughs> yeah, it's always, if anything like me, it's always easy to follow because you don't always see it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let, let's move on uh, and talk some NFL. Um, mate, how hot are the Titans, uh, sorry, the Titans, are the Bills right now? The Bills. I've uh, actually come out with a nickname for these guys before. Mm. That's actually the Buffalo Wood Chippers because... Man, oh man, some good football teams have just run into them and been chewed up and spat out into really tiny pieces. Uh, They have just been amazing. Uh, And I know coming into the season, everyone was talking about it. Bills, the Bills, the Bills. Uh, The thing I've always wondered about the Bills is maybe more a mental game in terms of, you know, their history, in terms of how they've lost four Super Bowls on the trot and just had a, a really unfortunate set of circumstances um, surrounding them, you know, losing certain playoff games and whatnot. So that was always my big sort of worry about them coming into the season. And it still is a worry. However, it's becoming far less of a worry when you watch them put up 41 points on the uh, the hapless Titans today. Man, oh man, what a victory. I was going to say, you know, the Woodchippers is not bad. I would have, I, I like the alliteration. I would have gone with the Buffalo Thrills. Because it is, <laughs> it is thrill a minute, isn't it? Watching them, forty-one points, as you said. Josh Allen is on fire. Stephon Diggs, how many touchdowns he get today? Three, I think. Uh, yep. Looking, looking good, man. Looking really good. And you know, I know this was the Titans, but you got to remember, first game of the season. You know, they they went through the Rams like they weren't even there. Oh, absolutely. And the thing that's actually the scariest part about it is that their defense is just playing at an incredible level as well. So, uh, you know, Diggs and. Um, Josh Allen and the offense, they're, they're, they're a supreme machine. But, man, the defense was the number one ranked defense last year uh, before they got to the playoffs, of course. But um, they are, they're playing at such a high level. They've added in Von Miller, and they've just elevated even further. They are, they're making life miserable for the opposition offensive lines and just generally, you know, teams, um, their, their offenses because, yeah, Ryan Tannehill and, uh, and the, the Titans boys going back to Tennessee uh, with the – Tails between their legs. They are. Now, the other game that we had on Monday Night Football I thought was going to be harder to pick because we saw the Vikings go through the Packers in, in, in Game 1 and uh, uh, the Eagles struggled to put away a Lions team who I think are better than people expected them to be, to be fair. So I thought this would be tight, but uh, no, the, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, uh, they, he just drove that team on and, and, and they blew out uh, a Vikings team who... Last week put a marker down. Now I think we're moving that marker back a bit. Well, that's right. It's it's funny to even think that the NFC East has currently got two of the unbeaten teams in the league, and that's first of all the Philadelphia Eagles, who everyone was you know getting on the bandwagon uh, at the start of the season with the the additions that made in the off season. AJ Brown, the wide receiver, is a, a huge add uh, to their lineup. 
Uh, but I guess, yeah, a lot of the questions were all around what quarterback Jalen Hurts was going to be able to do, especially with being able to throw the ball because uh, coming into the year, uh, he his percentages were actually a lot lower uh, in terms of how many times he'd thrown the ball from the uh, within the pocket. So I don't know how much of that you know has been put to bed, uh, but he has you know he's he's got some nice touches when he does throw the ball, but man, when he runs it, oh he, he he's a load. He is hard to stop, and he showed that today in uh, that one of the touchdowns he got where he had about four defendants on him just uh, you know five meters out from the line and. Just kept on driving and got in there for a wonderful score. Yeah, I don't know if you remember him, but uh, there was—I remember a guy, quarterback, used to play for the Eagles called Randall Cunningham, who was capable of—you know—he was a, a quite an athletic quarterback in days when quarterbacks didn't used to run a lot, if you know what I mean. And uh, I remember Randall Cunningham playing for the Eagles and running the ball to the line because he had, he had you know, got caught in the pocket. So he went wide, went out to the right, and then went, hang on, there's a gap here, and he just gapped it to the line. And as he got to the line, two tacklers came across, and he kind of used the momentum he had gathered with them hitting him, and he flipped, <laughs> He did a backflip over them into the end zone. I don't know if you remember wow. that touchdown, but it was superb. It ran, I always remember Randall Cunningham after that. Amazing. Yeah, a little bit before my time, but I've, I've definitely heard the legend of, uh, of Randall Cunningham and seen a, a few of the highlights in the old the old school green jerseys they used to wear in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, well, we should talk Kirk Cousins as well, because, you know, a lot of people were singing his praises after uh, game one against the Packers. But I don't know if you've seen this, but his Monday night record is <laughs> terrible. Uh, he's played 12 times or started 12 times in, on Monday night football, and his record is 2-10. and 10. Yeah, not great. Uh, only marginally better than uh, both mine and your uh, Monday night football records, really. Uh, <laughs> Mate, I've never and... lost on Monday night football. <laughs> <laughs> Unbeaten. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a real worry, uh, and it's been you know really um, following him. This this, I guess the 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 stereotypical conversation around the bright lights come on and and Kirk just sort of wilts under it all. Um, I don't know in terms of how much to blame this particular loss was. All I've really caught is the uh, the highlights as they were bouncing back and forth on ESPN today. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was it was a tough day. He was throwing a few interceptions, sure, um, but yeah, I think that the the Vikings got a little bit of work to do to just try and get things, you know, just rolling again. Um, they had a, obviously a good win in the first week at home against the Packers. Uh, but, you know, back to reality this week, traveling away to Philadelphia, not an easy task. Um, so, yeah, they've got a, a bit of work to do. And, you know, they've got some really good pieces in there. They've got Dalvin Cook at running back. They've got Justin Jefferson, who's, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the whole NFL. He just quietly goes about his business and just puts up massive numbers. Didn't do so today. But, um, you know, having a weapon like him is, is only going to help Kirk. Um, but, yeah, he does really have to try and put that Monday night monkey to bed, I think. Uh, let's have a look at a few of the other games, mate, and and talk to the Bucks and the and the Saints. Um, I thought the Bucks were not lucky is the wrong word. They were the better team against Dallas, but Dallas were terrible. Um, <laughs> and then they'd lost Dak Prescott, so uh, I wasn't sure that they would get past the Saints in New Orleans. But does this look like a Bucks team that's actually maybe doesn't necessarily need Tom Brady at quarterback to win? I mean, sure he's he's getting behind the drives, but they're not scoring a lot of touchdowns. I think what have they scored? Two, three touchdowns in two games? Yeah, look, it, it's it's got a lot of the hallmarks of perhaps those early Patriots teams that mm. Tom was playing with. You know, he was playing with wonderful defences. And, you know, he'd, he'd be able to do a little job here and there and just 
you know, keep things under control from his side of the ball. But largely the strength did lie with the defense. Uh, I think Tom will get going. Uh, I don't think he's really slowing down. He's only probably about, what, uh, 58 years old, whatever he is now. But, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think he, he'll get going um, and probably doesn't necessarily need to do a heck of a lot in a Bucks system where, you know, everything is geared towards, you know, got a lot of a lot of stars on defense, also across on the offensive side of the ball as well. Uh, also interesting to note that they have lost, I think, perhaps all of their starting offensive linemen um, that finished last season. So uh, that's through either going to other teams or picking up injuries. So some of those, a couple of guys may come back as time goes on throughout the season. Uh, until then, they've probably just got a little bit of, you know, just a, bit, a little bit of work on their combinations. Tom himself had a bit of time off in the off season, had about 11 days uh, away from, you know, training camp to um, go and deal with some family issues, probably um, a few household chores, painting the fence or, or mowing the lawns. Um, so, yeah, they, they've got a I, – I guess that they, they, they're they just basically – they'll time their run well. Um, and I think, yeah, they, they could be – yeah, it'd be dangerous as always. Always respect the Bucks. Always respect the Bucks. You heard it here first. A team that doesn't generally get a lot of respect for, for a lot of different reasons is the Giants. Um, but they're 2-0 at the moment. I mean – they have played the Titans and the Panthers aren't going to threaten playoffs, you wouldn't think. But you can only beat who's put in front of you. Are the Giants better uh, this year than they have been before? Well, I guess so. Yeah, I, I feel like they've made some progress. It's like you say, it's it's hard to really know just how far they have come um, because they haven't really played any you know full-on opposition. Uh, they've got a game coming up Monday Night Football uh, against the Cowboys. So that will be... That could be an interesting little marker as well. Not that the Cowboys are playing at a a, a very high level, but uh, it could be just a little bit of a marker for the Giants to really, you know, put down a, a, a stake in the ground and say, hey, we are going to be a contender in this NFC East. I'm still not sold on them. I actually went into the season thinking that they may be, um, you know, rounding up the field in terms of one of the worst teams in the league. So, um, you know, the, the start for them has been really good. Uh, they haven't been... You know, they've only been just getting by and just scraping victories. But, uh, but you know, in any way you can get them, definitely take them. Yeah, take them, all right. Uh, and the Cowboys took one. They got one over the Bengals, 20-17. to 17. I, I wrote the Cowboys off after last after last week. I thought, your defence is nowhere. You've lost Dak Prescott. you got nothing. Um, this is going to be a nothing season. And I thought the Bengals would, uh, you know, would win that comfortably. But it wasn't to be. The Cowboys got on the board. I mean... Uh, have you know are they going to be looking at this and going hang on why are we spending all this money on Dak Prescott our number two is actually pretty good that's right Cooper Rush he's got a uh, a wonderful prime time record it's actually probably equal if not better than uh, Kirk Cousins already um but yeah like the uh, it was it was a funny old game that one watching the the Cowboys were they were defending really well uh, it's 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 interesting to watch that Bengals team they are uh, I guess their offense is a bit like. It's a bit like having a Ferrari installing it twice at the lights. Um, that's kind of that's what they've been like so far. You're waiting for them to kick into gear and show us what they've got. Uh, but no, the 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 Dan Quinn led Dallas Cowboys defense uh, they just caused a few problems for them, uh, and they picked up about seven sacks. I think um, great for uh, great for the Cowboys, not great for the Bengals. Who have, I think they've conceded about thirteen in the first two games, which is you know, it's not going to lead you to anywhere decent. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Cowboys sort of fell asleep towards the end, let the Bengals back in, uh, but just did have enough in the tank to, you know, get that last field goal and uh, and make Steve McIver a, a very happy man. 
very happy man indeed. <laughs> very uh, yeah, a, a happy MacIver is a good MacIver. Uh, we also saw a, a, a real shootout um, uh, between Miami and Baltimore. Uh, 80 points scored in this game. Uh, the Dolphins getting the win, 42-38. You worry about conceding 38 points in a game, but, I mean, they had a good win week one as well against the Patriots, really stopped their offense. Uh, how good are this Dolphins team, do you think? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Uh, they could well... Um, they could be very good, actually. Uh, they've got a well-rounded side. Uh, they've got a really good defense special teams and they've had a solid unit on that side of the ball for the past couple of seasons it's just been a matter of what they've been able to do when they've got the ball in their hands now i know a a good defense doesn't you know sound like it will be given up 38 points but uh, now they've got a few extra pieces on the offensive side of the ball so it could actually balance things up you could have those shootout games where you can get the result and you can have those also you know drab defensive sort of struggles like they had really in the first game against the patriots and, and win those as well. So the fact that they are picking up the wins in different ways, I was really excited to see Tua Tungavailoa, the quarterback for the Dolphins, come to life. He, you know, I think he threw about four touchdowns in the last quarter and about 250 yards. That, that's that's pretty good going in a game. Uh, to do that in one quarter, especially when you're down by 21 points, uh, that's, yeah, that, that's something special. So people have been waiting to see, you know, when is it going to be Tua's time? And... Yeah, it could well be tour time right now. Could be tour time. Could be tour time. Uh, well, I mean, they uh, there there is a small matter of the bills that they they'll, they'll need to navigate <laughs> at some point. But there we go. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's been a, t- a, a a weird start to the season. Um, like I was talking um, to uh, Shirel, uh, Shiraz uh, Sias uh, the other day, who's the New Zealand flag football team. Uh, coach, and we were going through some of the games, and we were like, "Oh, you know, um, the Jets are trash. They're not going to win. What happens? The Jets win. Um, you know, like the Jaguars are, ch- are trash. The Colts have a decent quarterback. They should win that. The J- the Jags win twenty four nil. You know, we mentioned that the the Patriots look toothless against Miami. They should uh, the the Steelers should win that. It's in in Pittsburgh." Uh, we made a lot of big calls. Not a lot of them came true. Um, the Cowboys was another one losing. So um, it's been, a, 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 you know, to steal an old uh, rugby league saying harder to pick than a broken nose this week. <laughs> That's right. I tell you what, if you if you manage to get any multi-bets on this particular round of the NFL, um, yeah, I don't know if you're a genius or a madman because to be able to pick those results, even watching the games as they were unfolding, uh, the, the Jets game, when they came back, they were about 13 points down with less than two minutes to go uh, in the game. Stole that one. Um, and, yeah, there was just some crazy comebacks, some crazy wins, and, like you say, some good upsets. The Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, 24-0 over the, the Colts. I, I actually thought the Colts were going to go into Jacksonville and maybe get a bit of revenge on them for last year because they were the ones who curtailed their playoff hopes in the end. The Colts needed to go there and win, and they would have been in, and they blew it. And so for them to go out and just get blanked once again, um, maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe they've got the Colts number perhaps, uh, but you've got to feel a little bit for Colts fans who are, you know, they've been long suffering for the past three seasons. They've tried different quarterbacks here and there and, and been waiting for, you know, someone to actually get them some decent results. But um, yeah, the uh, Jaguars could be an interesting sort of team to watch. I think if you look at it holistically, uh, I, I feel like the NFL is just a, such a wonderful competition 
when you can have rounds like this where it's just completely all over the shop and you know you've got teams who are topping their respective divisions who you wouldn't have predicted you've got the jaguars on top in the afc south they're the only team to have actually won a game in the afc south uh, and like you mentioned as well the the giants two and oh uh, there's been yeah, there's a, a lot of surprises and you know it just it really keeps you on your toes and I, I think it's refreshing it's great to see a lot of the teams get rolled when you expect them to easily win now i've got to ask you jared what, what what's going on with my raiders i thought we'd <laughs> we'd done it done a pretty good job uh recruiting i thought the, the coaching appointment was solid uh mm. we're 20 to zip up against the cardinals in vegas and managed to lose 29 23 what what's going on Oh, yeah, I, I felt for you in this game. And I was actually wondering when you were going to bring the topic up, if you were going to pull the Band-Aid off nice and early and just, you know, get straight into it and pass it. But um, but here we are. And, um, you know, I commend you for uh, for bringing it up. Um, it was it was a tough one for them, very tough. Um, they were, everything was under control. They were up 20-0 at the break at halftime. And, yeah, things were just cruising along nicely. You thought, okay, the pass rush is doing well. They were keeping Kyler Murray very restricted in terms of what he was trying to do. And, yeah, Derek Carr was was doing enough to get by with his offense. And, you know, him and Devontae Adams were getting touchdowns. And it was like, okay, great. This is this is ticking along pretty well. The home crowd would have been hoeing into their halftime hot dogs, um, you know, well happy with what was going on. And then, wow, all of a sudden, um, as, as things developed later in the game, man, they just they fell to pieces. You lose uh, if you lose the momentum in this game, it can really come back to haunt you. No matter how far the team is down, um, I was actually just looking before at the uh, the Kyler Murray uh, two point conversion, <laughs> where he, uh, you start your two point conversion from the two yard line, and he ended up running for eighty five yards uh, as he danced around all of the Raiders defenders and, and made it into the end zone to to get that two pointer. That brought them within. Um, within a touchdown later in the game. So it was a big play, but it was, it was such an incredible highlight reel for, uh, you know, just for two points. It probably should have been worth three in my opinion. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's just not a bad call, mate. I mean, it, it's uh, yeah, frustrating in, in position, like you say, to win and then can't close games out. Um, so, I mean, you, you know, I, I'm going to know what it's like to be a Warriors fan. Fair. <laughs> um, off the back of that, um, uh, it has to be said, uh, it has to be said, I mean, is, who, who, um, who have you been most impressed with two games into the season? Oh, definitely the the Bills, um, the 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 wood chippers, the <laughs> uh, the what was it? The thrills, the thrills. Um, yeah, the they yeah, thrills. honestly, they have they have come out and yeah, they've just been incredible. Um, I think that it's going to be a, an interesting examination of what they've got and what the Dolphins have next week. They're playing in one of the uh, early games on Monday morning, so. Uh, so that could be a um, yeah a really interesting matchup. It could be I don't know um, an eighty points to seventy nine sort of uh, score perhaps uh, probably not. But um, yeah, that, that, that's going to be a really interesting examination of of what they've got again. But every post they have made a winner. They've just come out. They've slayed the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champions, the Rams. They went home Monday night uh, against the uh, the Tennessee Titans. And that's that's the team. I actually thought the Titans might give them a few worries in this game because traditionally these games have been, you know, a little bit up and down in terms of which teams have won at home and away. And usually the, uh, the last couple of years the away teams actually had a, a better result. So I thought the Titans may not necessarily win, but I thought they might give them a shake. And uh, 
yeah, the only thing that he really shook was probably their uh, their hand before the kickoff, and, uh, and that was the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, we should talk 49ers as well. They had that big upset loss in round one to the Bears. Uh, they bounced back and beat the Seahawks this week, who in round one upset the Broncos. I mean, it's been all over the show. Uh, Trey Lance um, played in the loss, had surgery. Jimmy G comes in. The 49ers win. It's, it is, I know it's two, two rounds in, but... If you're Trey Lance, you're looking at that thinking, it's taken me all this time to, to break in. We get upset in the first game. I go out. He comes in. Bang. Back to winning ways. Yeah, look, you've got to wonder. The the guy must need to buy a lottery ticket because, man, he's had some pretty poor luck, poor old Trey. Uh, and, yeah, to see that um, the extent of his injury was, was, was pretty shocking. Um, but... As they had mentioned in the offseason, they were trying to get rid of Jimmy G for basically the entire time. They were locking him out of you know practices, even though he was still part of technically part of the uh, the roster. They were not letting him practice with the team and, and just trying to find a way to you know get rid of him. Um, and the fact they kept them around just on a bit of a wing and a prayer, <laughs> it's actually come pretty good already in week two. Um, so uh, I'm intrigued to see what sort of style of football they're going to play with the uh, with the offensive side of the ball because. Jimmy G is not really the most athletic sort of type of guy compared to Trey Lance. Uh, and they may well revert back to, you know, the old 2021 playbook, which, you know, just quietly got them all the way to the NFC championship game, um, which is not all that bad. So uh, if they can get their running game going, Jimmy G will do his thing. He's, he's a winner. He does, you know, he's, he's he just, um, he, he's efficient, does his job, doesn't, you know, it doesn't really um, light up the statistics a hell of a lot, but, He'll, he'll get by and be tidy. If they can play tough defense, run the ball, I mean, it just sounds exactly like 49ers football to me. Mm. Yeah, you're not wrong. It does. It does. All right. Uh, Gerald, we should look ahead uh, briefly to next uh, the next game round, or the next round, I should say, game week three uh, in the NFL because uh, it's, it, it, they're coming thick and fast now, these games. And I know you've mentioned a couple of games already for this week, but... I mean, I, I look through uh, these games that are coming up and, you know, that Bills-Dolphins game uh, looks looks one that it's that's going to be a must-watch, you'd think. And I know this might sound a bit weird given the type of football they play, but I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be averse to watching that Lions Vikings game. Mm. I, I think the Lions are, uh, might might surprise a few this uh, this season. And then also the Washington Commanders with Carson Wentz running around at quarterback. Uh, you know, welcome his old team, the Philadelphia Eagles too. So a few intriguing matchups. Very much so. And I was actually looking at the uh, the Lions game there on the schedule just before you mentioned it. So um, it's it's yeah that that could be a, a quite an intriguing battle. They in the first week they pushed the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, pretty much right to the uh, the brink. They gave them all they could handle. Uh, and then, of course, this week they came out and got a good win against the Commanders. So they're going to be heading into Minnesota. They'll be playing in a dome, which they're used to playing at home as well. So that that you know that will be one thing that will be in their favour. Of course, the hostile Vikings crowd probably you know won't be in their favour, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, interesting to see what they can do. They've they've got a few nice pieces in there. They're just they're they're scrappy. They will they'll fight in tooth and claw all the way. They'll they'll just and you know embody what coach Dan Campbell was is really all about he's just wanting them to get out there and fight not give up stay in the battle and uh you know always always just you know keep your head up and, and give it everything so um if Jared Goff can go in there and uh and tip up the Vikings and the Lions could you know potentially even jump to the lead 
dare I say it, of the uh, the NFC North. Um, it could just be, you know, we'd be living in an upside-down world. I don't know what, be, what is actually going on. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, every chance, because um, another game that I haven't mentioned yet, actually, is a potential NFC Championship playoff game, you would think. Um, and that's the Packers and the Bucks take on each other, Rodgers versus Brady. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, it's um, uh, the games just keep coming, you know, and it's uh, I, I suppose it is early in the season for us to be able to figure out who's who's really who, but you would definitely expect that the Packers and Buccaneers, once we get into the latter stages of the season, they'll be two teams right in the hunt uh, and, and you know, more than likely leading their respective divisions uh, and, and fighting for an NFC title as well. So, uh, yeah, but Tom at home going to Tampa Bay, 2-0 and with the Bucks there, welcoming in Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers, who yeah, they've been okay. They started a little bit, of course, in the first game against the Vikings. And then they came out and beat the Chicago Bears. But to be fair, that was really expected. And the Bears, they haven't been great in recent years. And and as Aaron Rodgers has actually proclaimed in recent times, he owns the Bears. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, the Packers may be warming to their task. It'll be interesting to see what they can bring to that particular game. But uh, Brady and the Bucks at home, yeah, 2-0. and it, it could be a... It could be an interesting one, but um, I think the Bucks might just have the edge, you would think. Mm. And then the Battle of the West as well, NFC West versus AFC West. The 49ers go to Denver to play the Broncos. Um, don't cover your ears, Broncos fans, but I mean, famously <laughs> in 1990, Super Bowl, uh, the biggest ever defeat in Super Bowl history, 55-10 the Niners did the Broncos by. I don't, I'm not suggesting we're going to see a repeat of that, but uh, it's always a good rivalry game, this one. Yeah, very much so, and added a little bit of spice as well with the uh, the 49ers running back into old mate Russell Wilson on the uh, the, the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Uh, they would have been thinking, okay, great, he's gone out of our division, and here we are, run straight back into him in week three. So, uh, yeah, fascinating matchup this one as well. Uh, the Broncos, yeah, the Broncos have actually they've picked up a couple of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. Wide receivers have, have been, you know, falling off a little bit like flies there, but... They've got a solid, solid sort of side. I like that they've got a double-headed running back machine. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, those guys, they they play hard. They they run hard. Um, and, and if Russell can just try and just get a little bit going with his receivers, I, I feel like that they could be a, a, real, a really dangerous team. And I know that they are in the AFC West division, which is, uh, that's, you know, it's stacked. You got them, the Chargers, the Chiefs, and, and your boys as well the old uh, tax evaders. So um, they, they could be a power in the AFC if, if they get things going. That's a big if. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and the 49ers as well, we've, we've mentioned about how they will look to probably play the game. Probably interesting to see how well Jimmy G can just re-acclimatize to, you know, being in the back in the pilot seat and, and just running the show. Um, and, yeah, I, it is funny how things work out, isn't it? All of a sudden, He's gone from being, you know, out the door to um, to being the the main man in charge of of trying to get them a victory. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just funny how football can change in the space of a couple of weeks. Mm, very much so, mate. Very much so. Looking forward to it. Good stuff, Jared. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Let's uh, let's talk NFL again next week, eh? Oh, mate, looking forward to it already. Can't wait. All right, good stuff. This is extra time on SENZ.